Welcome to Below the Surface with MJ. On this podcast, we dig deep on important conversations and go below the surface. Today is part two of First Impressions with our guest, King Tex James. So today's part two is really heavy. I figured we talk about first impressions while being black. Ooh, I don't have no problem with that. Yeah, let's get to <laughs> I it. I am not black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today's segment is an important conversation that unfortunately we have to quite often have with our children at a young age, right? Mm-hmm. So think about when you were growing up, your parents gave you the talk, right? It wasn't like the birds and the bees talk, but it was the talk about being black in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's important that we talk about this because we talk about it with our children at a young age about just being conscious of your blackness and how your black. Blackness can be a threat to somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Growing up in a household with just a, just a female uh, raising the household, mm-hmm. I think it was my mom's uh, main main duty in her mind to make sure that I understood that I was who I was mm-hmm. and what kind of threat that posed to others. Right, right. So I think it's important for us to really, you know, I do a lot of research. And one of the theories that constantly comes up in my research is this theory called unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. And basically yeah. unconscious bias is that we have our own assumptions about people based on the differences that they have from us, right? So for example, if I'm someone of a different race and you're black, my unconscious bias might be that all black men are thugs, right? And so so that's an unconscious bias that people carry. So my question for you is, how was it growing up as a black man in your city? And um, did you find yourself playing it safe, especially with being in the music industry? Like, how did you balance being King Tex James and then being Anthony? Ah, see, you don't be doing your research, your yeah. research. Yeah, you're right. Growing up in um, growing up in Middle Georgia, I started on uh, you know my career at one time, but I had a life before that. Um, high school, middle school, elementary school, all these things played a part in who I am and who I became. Um, the, to be honest, the first um racial experience that I had mm-hmm. upon me was a white man telling me that I, I was different saying that uh I was uh you know I was in control of a lot more than I thought I was his name was uh uh Mr. Evans he was a teacher at uh WT Morgan basically he told me that uh you know I was a leader not a follower right which was a great thing you know most of the time when people talk about their first impressions from another race it's negative you know well, that right. was a positive uh you know experience for myself which I went home and told my mom all about it, and she elaborated and said, yeah, that's what I've been trying to tell you all this time. I've always told you that you're a strong individual. So, again, with uh, like I said in the first segment, I believe in me is a, uh, a big part of my life. It's my nonprofit, but right. it's also the way of life that I, I live by. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of young black males have a problem believing in themselves. Their self-esteem is uh, pitted low mm-hmm. based on where they're from, their history, their ancestors, and everything. The more we learn about where we come from, the more um, the, lower, the lower the self-esteem for some individuals not all but some individuals so yeah coming from where I came from it wasn't easy to pull out what I needed to pull out to make me uh, thrive in a grown life but I mean just like I did it I feel like uh, you know most youth can do it all they gotta do is just uh, believe in themselves right believe in you right And I mean, but I think it's powerful what you said, because you said your first experience was a positive experience. And a lot of our youth don't have positive experiences like that. Right. Um, And so they have to hear people constantly say, you know, believe in yourself because they don't normally have scenarios like that. Right. So for me, my story was a little different because I grew up in a very diverse community where I was really the minority. 
right? I was like the only black person in the room when I was wow. in places, right? And so at a young age, I recognized that I was different. You know, I didn't necessarily understand the difference between race, but I was different. And I remember like going to the pools with my friends and my when I would get out the water, my hair would curl up and theirs would be straight. And I would be like, why? You know what I'm saying? And it was always like this difference. Wow. So I think like, yeah. And then at the age of 16, I was like, mom, can I please get a perm? Like I was wanting to change myself to fit into that community. And um, so I think, you know, now we're so woke, you know, we are a woke community and a woke society where, you know, it's it's celebrated to be different. You know what I'm saying? Whoa. But but, you know, it's not always the case. So your Outlook text is very different from the case of a lot of people in America. Um, I think really as a community of people, we always have to be so conscious of our blackness. Like, I think some of the stories that my mom told me growing up when she had the talk with me was, you know, to, you know, be cautious of when you're driving. Um, I remember her telling me, like, if I go into a store with a lot of people in there, if I'm with a group of people, to be a conscious of my surroundings and not stand too close to people. Um, and then as I got older, I started to be conscious of the way I did my hair or what color I painted my fingernails because I didn't want to be stereotyped in a way. With first impression. With my first impression. Yeah. Right. So I guess my question for you are, what were some of the things that you were taught growing up that um, your parents taught you that would not be a threat to other people in regards to your blackness? Good question. I like how you call it my blackness. Yeah. Uh, my mom, mostly it was my mom. My mom would always uh, remind me that uh, people don't know who you are. She used to say this, people don't know anything about you until you open your mouth. Yeah. You can be quiet and be an intelligent or a fool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can be loud and be uh, scary and afraid. So what I learned to do is, with my first impression, I learned to you know observe, observe more first mm-hmm. before I speak, listen more before I talk. So right. That's it. That's that's the main thing my mom taught me. Pay attention first and then speak. Right. So do you ever recall a, a negative situation in your life where... Uh, a thousand of them. Right. So that's what I need to, I need to no, hear. See, that's the thing about it. The first impression of people getting from me on this beautiful podcast of yours, uh, they probably thought they was going to get a, that that story. Well, it's so many of those stories that I could tell about a right. uh, negative first impression that I had based on my race. But I chose to tell the story of the one positive thing okay. that I had, which was the first thing that I can remember about my race. A white man saying to me as a young black man. Right. And it was a positive thing. I think that when you use your opportunity, that's just like your first impression. The first impression people get from me, I, I try to make sure that I don't have to give them another impression. Right. Does that make any sense? I definitely understand what you're saying, but I'm going to definitely be the devil's advocate because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not sunshine and rainbows. And if, if you really just be honest with me in this moment, you're conscious when you walk outside your door that you're a black man. Yeah. And yeah. and I think that other unfortunately uh, other races don't necessarily have to always feel that way like we have to feel you get what I'm saying so like 
take for instance, I'll never forget a negative story I had. Um, I was, me and my friends went into a store when I was in college and it was about like six of us. We went into a store and back then I was really into Ed Hardy. So I had like a big old bucket purse, thought I was doing it. You know what I'm saying? I went to the store and the lady immediately came at me and she was like, you stole. And I was like, ma'am, like, what are you talking about? I didn't steal anything. You know what I'm saying? And to be honest, like immediately I was like, okay, this can go one or two ways, but I knew it was going to be a negative experience for me. And so my friends, of course, they got riled up. But I just remember in that moment, like the stories my mom would tell me and she was like, you know, don't stand too close to people when you're in the store. And I did that. I stood too close and the lady accused me of stealing. To make a long story short, of course, I didn't steal. But because of that scenario, from that point on, my purses got smaller. I stopped wearing purses. I stopped going into stores with purses. All I would carry was my debit card. And it was such a traumatic experience because I'm like, immediately I knew that she had stereotyped me just based on who I was, you know, the color of my skin. And so I think it's important for us to have conversations like this because we got kids that are growing up in a society where our blackness is a threat. So knowing that, our first impressions are very important. I want to thank our special guest, King Tex James, and this has been another episode of Below the Surface with MJ.